0: Imagination. Welcome on, dear friend. How long we've all been waiting. Let's create a masterpiece. We'd like to do your dreams. All you gotta do. Pull
1: JT Music's Can't Be Erased, a song based around the gloriously creepy Bendy and the Ink Machine and I. I am the master of disaster, the lord of darkness, the thing best left unspoken, the ghost of Great West Road, the monster in your closet, the beast that has your number, and Radio Sega's very own Pumpkin King, Kevin, welcoming you to a special Halloween edition of Radio Redux. Yes, it's only been a week since our last show. Wow. Uh, but... You know, when presented with the opportunity to actually do a show that goes out on Halloween itself, I'm not going to turn down that opportunity. I don't think we've, I think we've had like like a handful, like I think probably two Halloween shows prior to this. And apart from the like the pre-recorded ones back in the day, I think the, probably the first one, the first the Raven Home ones, I reasonably certain that none of them have gone out. And certainly none of the the live era ones, none of those went out on Halloween itself. So it's a lovely opportunity, with it being a Sunday, let's go for it. So yeah, not going to turn down that opportunity. In fact, I've got quite a little playlist for you here. Full of surprises, so much that it's actually not a very little playlist at all. In fact, it's quite a big one. And, and, if you're all... Very good little ghouls and boys. you might have a second tricksy treat in a couple of weeks' time, if not maybe sooner, who knows for now though, let's get on with things, shall we and before we get into some of the various discussion topics that I'm sure I'll get to through, over the last you know, from over the last week, um there is the matter of shall we say The obvious track to play on a Sega radio station at Halloween. So, let's get that out of the way now. But, in a way you might well have forgotten...
2: Just gonna creep down in Pumpkin Hill. I got to find my lost keys. I know that it's here. I can sense it in my feet. The Emerald's power allows me to feel I can't see a thing but it's around Somewhere, I'm gonna hold my head Cause I have no fear, this probably Seems crazy, crazy a graveyard theory Our ghost try to approach me And got leery, ask him a question And he vanished in a second, I'm walking Through valleys, crying pumpkins in the alley Didn't seem happy but they sure Trying to get me, had to back him up With a fist, metal crack him. I'm hearing Someone saying you a chicken, don't be scared It had to be the win cause nobody Wasn't there, I searched and I as I climbed up the wall. And then I started to fly. I went in deep ball. Let it get to me. I'm just gonna creep. Down pumpkin hell. I got to find my lost feet. I know that it's here. I sense it in my feet. The great Emerald's power allows me to feel. I can't see a thing, but it's around somewhere. I gotta hold my head. I have no fear. It probably seemed crazy, crazy. A graveyard theory. A ghost tried to approach me. He got married. i fears none. It's real dear when it comes to my
1: That was the twenty nineteen remix of Ghost Pumpkin Soup by well it was the, the Sonic YouTube channel from Japan that technically put that out, I believe. It was uh, the, the Sega and all the Sonic one. And to be honest, it was one of those things that when it came out, I was like, thank you. Because it I it was I was trying to get them to do stuff like that for ages. It's like, hey, you know we've got like this themed music, why do you just do like a why don't you guys do a remix or something? And all it took was a decade, but we eventually got, <laughs> eventually got there. I'm pleased to say, and that's a really nice remix. A little bit, little bit lo-fi, a little bit, uh, little bit uh, chill. A bit more chill than even the original one. But yes, of course, we would have to have a ghost pumpkin soup, the pumpkin hill from sonic adventure 2 there there is all sorts coming up on the show in fact we've got a little bit of a back-to-back music treat for you now um with two games um that couldn't be more different if you tried so um naturally it's halloween it's you know pumpkin spice and all things nice and because of that we should bring people together to celebrate. You know, just f- things, people and things that would never mix normally. Things like, I don't know, Doki Doki Literature Club and say Club Penguin. iTunes, Spotify, and Radio Sega. You're listening to Radio Redux. Indeed you are. And if you are listening to us via one of those members, or even if not, if you're listening to this on last-minute continue directly, or you're listening to this as it goes out and premieres on Radio Sega, why not head over? Why not go on, head over to likes of our record on iTunes, the record on Spotify, or Amazon Music, or Audible. Run Audible, for God's sake. And you know drop us a nice review drop a oh god give us a five star review go on you know you want to um and if you do who knows i might have a, might have a competition or two in the weeks to come before the end of the year There might be a lot be a few a few more surprises on Radio Redux coming your way, but that is a matter for another day. But go on, you know what you want to. It's been it's been around for ages. I'm sick and tired of seeing reviews from 2014. let <laughs> Let's get something with the third digit on the year being two, shall we? That would be fantastic. Um, But, yes, always good, always fun. And that was indeed Doki Doki Literature Club, followed by Club Penguin. Yes, I did it. (laughs) Because I am a horrible person. And, I mean, you never... You never considered those being brought together on a radio show, let alone one broadcast on Radio Sega. But there you go. That was Sayonara, first of all, from Doki Doki Literature Club. And that was followed up by the 2008 Halloween party theme, or the outdoors theme from the Halloween party 2008, uh, from Club Penguin. Yes, that was indeed a thing. What a what a horrific combination speaking of horrific combinations aha do you see what i did there uh there is the distinct matter of the horrific combination apparently of nintendo 64 and uh, nintendo switch well you know you know what it says about you know talent skips a generation or so i don't know but, but for some reason that the, there's a, a about four generations or something stupid, isn't there, between Nintendo 64 is generation then got uh GameCube, Wii, Wii U, and we're on Switch. So there's there's three generations between those two. And uh, yes, it's all a bit of a mess what they've done with it. Because if you if you've been living under a rock for the last however long, the expanded online presence for nintendo switch has come out we have you have the opportunity to give nintendo even more of your money for games that you used to like (laughs) (laughs) once upon a time in the 90s um so the nintendo 64 games have come out and yeah they look awful um no really it's, it's bad i i'm i honestly don't know how they've managed to do this um but yeah the the emulation quality from nintendo 64 uh games at least on at least on the, the switch it is really it's really poor uh, and that's putting it mildly um there's been lots of various things shown in terms of the texture downgrades and what have you and ultimately and this is this is the thing The thing always that we say, if you're going to do something officially, make sure it is better than the unofficial one that the fans have already produced. Because there are N64 emulators that can run on Switch that work better than this. How many times have we got to say that, games companies, before you understand? Don't even bother doing it unless you can do it better. And you should be able to do it better, because you're the ones who created the flipping things in the first place. Right? (sighs) But yes, there was the latest latest bundle of features for the online subscription. So Nintendo 64 and Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis Games... Uh, Via the expansion pack Um, I I, I kind of like that the N64 games Were in the expansion pack Do you remember sticking that expansion pack thing Into your N64 You know Putting that horrible Black and red bit of plastic You gotta prise open the, The little port on the top Where you thought batteries went But actually it's this To make the N64 work better Oh boy um, but there was there was the big the big one was obviously um the situation of Ocarina of time and the one that everyone liked to focus on quite a lot was the uh um, boss battle in war temple versus dark link when you sort of, you go into the room and then there's the the building in the distance it's all foggy and then there's war there's like a very thin uh water presence in front of you and you go and you You uh, meet Dark Link and and you battle him. Um, And then, of course, you sit down at a table in a bar afterwards with other various Nintendo characters. And you say, how was your week? Oh, I met a dark incarnation of myself. Oh, oh, you had to fight him, I suppose. Yeah, I had to fight him. God. Samus turns around and goes, yeah, I know that sort. I had to do that last week. You had to do that, to... yeah. All these dark doppelgangers going around all over the place. Tell me about it, says Kid Icarus, as he downs a beer. It's just <laughs> all the bloody same. Oh dear! But the point is, if you look, if you look in comparison, that was shown. Um, the I mean, the the, the the emulated one on the Switch. The building looks like it's been done in paint for some reason. All of a sudden now there's no fog effect whatsoever. The water. The water looks... The That's the thing that that gets me. When you look at the water texture in this room. It looks worse than stuff we had at the beginning of the generation before. It looks... There are games on the the early snares and late nez which which has produced a more realistic looking water effect than this it it, it's it's terrible It's, it's bad and it there's been some naturally enough there's you know there's some you know some white knights have come to the fore we've had some defensive work happen and sh- some let's say very creative mental gymnastics in order to justify why this is and pr- perhaps the best one is again um you know awkward Time's got a, a noticeable input lag apparently um the games producer who's a a gentleman by the name of john reisenback uh, went on Twitter and said that the whole fog-free look, I'm reading this from The Verge here, uh, this whole fog-free look is much more akin to the Japanese version of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And he, said, and, he, and he said, this likely won't matter to the people who have already written news articles and made up their minds about this, but that last screenshot is how the Japanese Ocarina's of Water has always looked. The Japanese Ocarina of Time version has always looked. Um... Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, oh dear. Um, unfortunately, the the Twitter account that put this up, these then went on to confirm that both images, the before and after, um, were in fact Japanese versions of Ocarina of Time*, both of them, and both games are running on the Wii U and Switch, respectively, while and say, they're similar, but there's a very, very (laughs) big difference in terms of quality that swings wildly in favour of the Wii U. So, yeah, it's not very good. Yeah, there's been all sorts of various things and it's, it's lovely that you can do that and of course the controllers are out the n64 controllers that you can use and and the sega genesis the weirdness the absolute weirdness of nintendo selling a sega genesis controller both legally branded everything all tied up nicely thank you very much indeed the the, the sheer concept of nintendo selling sega ha, sega Nintendo selling Sega hardware for its Nintendo console is just like absolutely mind-blowing. But not nearly as mind-blowing as paying $19.99 a year uh, for yourself or $34.99 a year for the entire family um, uh, to get the actual just Nintendo and Super Nintendo games, and then presenting another thirty dollars as an individual, or forty-five dollars wrapped to a family of eight, um, which will end up being all your mates, probably. Oh, yes, he's my brother. He just lives in another continent. What about them? Oh, that's my sister. She's ninety. I mean, um, look, she just she's more honorary. Yeah, you know if you want that's the expansion pack. So if you want to spend that amount of money for classic I will say, as somebody who has it, if you have a Switch, getting the um uh getting the classic games from on the just general online subscription so you've got the SNES stuff, that's wonderful. It's lovely. Um, Oh, and unfortunately, both Nintendo 64 and Genesis controllers are, indeed, currently sold out. They went boom. But, of course, we don't really want those, really. No, 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 we don't really want those, really. We just want the GameCube controller. That's all we want. Just, for every single console from now on, just make the GameCube controller. I still don't understand why... Well, I, I say I still don't understand. I... Because of obviously we and we use mechanics, understandable. But the GameCube controller should basically be the P- the PS, you know, the the DualShock design, or the equivalent of the Xbox control design. At this point, it should just be the standard, which is slightly refined every generation. At this point, because it's just too damn good the gamecube controller anyway where were we halloween oh yes so what is up next in our little uh, bucket of misery and music we have um a oh music from a game which i said i would play on, on a twitch stream last night um there's a fantastic little game called Pumpkin Jack, which uh, young Miss Fenakou was playing on you know, Twitch.tv forward slash um to check out her adventures. And uh, the music was really good. And the fact there was like a, a chase sequence, which was like a, a spooky walk version of um, Ride of the Valkyries. <laughs> So you did like a minecart section to ride the Valkyries around. In fact, I actually said to her that I, I wondered if the level was actually called Echidna Hill. Because it looked very similar in design in terms of the, the minecarts and the, the rail tracks and the various you know pillar mountains that you're going to. um it looks very similar to Pumpkin Hill, which of course we had music to earlier. But I said I would play music from that. The actual track um, for that, the Ride of the Valkyries one, which I think is called Ride it's got something like Ride of the Walkery or Haunting of the Walkeries or something like that. Um, it's actually quite short. Um, so I've gone with Skeletown. So this is Skeletown from Pumpkin Jack. And after that, we've got some Dishonored, and then Well... Hey, you remember Summer of Sonic 2009, right? You remember what Brick Lane was like? Yeah, of course you do. And I'm certain it sounded. Certainly it sounded like the third track. Hmm. For 15 years, bringing you the best in video game music, this is Radio Redux. Are we already two-thirds of the way through the show? That's ridiculous. This is what happens, of course, when we have got have to get everything done in an hour. But, of course, if you're listening on Radio Sega, after this, we go from, you know, yours truly, the Pumpkin King, over to the Queen of the Damned. We have Rexy with a special Sega Mixer drive. Sega Mixer driving a stake through the heart of Dracula himself. Well, not as though may be there might be you know good friends i don't know I, I, I don't check out bev's you know facebook profile that often i don't know who she's friends with it's not my business none of yours either yeah i i see you i see you speculating in the discord uh, anyway um that that we just had was indeed the track brick lane which of course was the um location in london where summer of 2009 was held um trust me it, do- it is very much not full of zombies uh but it's a brick lane from zombie U. who remembers Zombie U? literally nobody um before that was dishonored with streets suspense we have dishonored on here um and then of course pumpkin jack with Skeletown. we have uh, a few tracks well i say four tracks left i've got here but I'm hoping I'm going to get through them all in time because oh boy it's going to be a push um, I'm going to go straight into the next one actually and we'll have uh, another story which I want to bring up that came up this week in the news and I want to have a little little uh, chat about that and I'm going to do that after this next track now Every time we do a Halloween-type show on Radio Redux... Naturally enough, it all comes down to Zombies Ate My Neighbours. Because Zombies Ate My Neighbours is... It's one of those tracks... Well, not those tracks... one of those games, I should say... That you can get as part of the Nintendo pack, if I remember rightly... Uh, on the Switch. At least I think you can. Reasonably sure you can. But anyway, absolute bona fide classic... It did have a somewhat spiritual successor, so we're not going to have music from "Zombies ate my neighbors" at least on this show. What we're going to have instead is a track from "Grabbed by the Ghoulies." This is skeleton battle, and afterwards, um, there's a there's a duck in a top hat with a cane. Yeah, funny that. Oh, hold, it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Grab Boy the Ghoulies was not the successor to Zombies and My Neighbors, was it? That was Ghoul Patrol. I think. Yes. Cuz this is rare and that obviously wasn't. Oh well. What a fantastic modern interpretation of a classic track that was. That was from DuckTales Remastered, and it was Transylvania. Entirely appropriate for today's show. And it leads us on to... Another potentially scary story, I guess. Depends upon your point of view. But... So... Um, Sumo. Digital. Friends of the show, friends of the site. And I do mean both sites, then LMC and Radio Sega. So, um, you know how they're not British anymore? Um, you may have missed that one. But it turns out... Again, you probably weren't paying attention to this, but they have been bought back in july by the group known as tencent it's the chinese firm the massive video game company they own uh stakes in riot and epic games and supercell and many many others and they bought the sumo group as a whole for 919 million pounds this is after they had um, bought a small stake I think it was like, I say small stake it's seven, like 7% or something like that of the group um, back it's uh, the big middle of the last year, I think um, but well, whenever it was in July they announced, hey we are buying this. the group, we're buying it all out and it's going to be ours um this is so yeah all your your favorites little big planet and all that stuff um all going to be coming under under tencent now but because it's a chinese firm and because it's another one of those big expansion companies that are like buying up things there front and center and when you consider how many studios sumo "Quote unquote," have announced as being yeah, as announced as purchasing or founding over the last year. You suddenly realise, "Hey, hang on a minute, um, what's going on here?" Because Tencent isn't buying those because Tencent isn't you know uh, don't own them, own them yet. But Tencent will own these, and suddenly there's like vast swathes <laughs> of little studios being swallowed up by what is essentially tencent the big thing is that obviously this hasn't been you know finalized yet and that is because it has to go through the various you know, committees there's a committee for foreign investment in the united states funnily enough tencent buying sumo which has american studios in it America's gone. Hang on a minute, especially with how we've got you know almost. Well, it's not. It's not. A, it's not a neo cold war yet, but we, <laughs> but we're slowly getting there. Um, so yes, that's not been done. Oh yeah, Crafton, PUBG publisher, right? Uh, Tencent owns that as well. So that's a that's a very big thing. Not as big as it was you know several years back, but you know it's still pretty freaking big. Um, There's an awful lot that they own. But America has sort of raised a red flag. Not the Chinese one. Um, But they've raised a red flag and they've gone, hey, maybe don't do that. Or we want to have a little think about this to see if we're going to allow you to do that. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what happens. Because otherwise... China is ever so slowly buying bits of uh, large chunks, shall we say, of the uh, of the video game structure of the industry, slowly, quietly acquiring, acquiring, acquiring. Interesting, interesting. And I wonder, once that if that all goes through, I wonder whether. Sega will want to do business with Sumo anymore. I I just wonder. At the end of the day, Sega is still a Japanese-centred company. And Japan and China really don't like each other <laughs> that much. Especially at the moment. So... Um, if you're not sure what the problem is, look it up online and just enter Japan, China, and the word C and you'll get the gist of what's going on. But, you know, in much the same way that Sega didn't want to do business with Bioware anymore when Bioware uh, was taken over, do you think they're going to want to do business with Sumo? I'm not entirely sure they win. Anyway, there's a scary story for you. Coming up next, we have two last tracks. Because it's sign-off time. Yes, I've only got like five minutes to go. I'm going to have to cut things short. No! Um, but we're going to have Rayman Legends with Creepy Castle. And then a uh, rock cover of Simon's Theme from Castlevania 4 by Frederick Habtler. Those are your two. Up next on Radio Sega is the lovely Rexy. With many spooky remixes for you. But until next time on Radio Redux, thank you very much for listening. I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye for now.